Good morning and welcome to Manna here on Monday. I'm Pastor Ron, one of the pastors here at Lighthouse Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. And so we have been studying um, Proverbs chapter 31, but actually how it points to the character of and the work of the Holy Spirit of God. And so we've taken the last three weeks and done that, and um, we, could, we could take quite a few more, um, but um, I'm going to just Keep on going here because there's so many things that the <coughs> excuse me the work of the Holy Spirit does in our lives and through our lives. So let's pray and let's jump back into our study on the Holy Spirit. Father, we want to honor you well and we want to teach um, your word well, revealing the truth about who you are that people can see that you're not just some force or that you only show up for righteous people. Lord, you're the God who convicts the world of sin. You bring conviction to every man, woman, and child. You make yourself known, is what it says in the book of Romans, that none will be without excuse. And, and so, Lord, you also convict the world of righteousness. You you put it in our hearts that we know that thing, there is a, a righteousness, a holiness that's there in the world, and, and that's for us to seek. And so you put eternity in our hearts that we would long for you because there's something that fills that hole that's in our heart as we refer to it. And that only that thing that is, <coughs> excuse me, that one that is able to fill that is your spirit. And so come and teach us. Today, direct our time together to be honoring to you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So as we've been looking at the Holy Spirit of God, Colossians um, reminds us, let's get over there, there we go, that in chapter um, 2, verses 8 through 10, it says, um, see to it, that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him, speaking of Christ, for in Him the whole, W-H-O-L-E, fullness of deity, the fullness of God, dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule, and authority. So here in this passage in Colossians, uh, Paul is writing and he's saying, hey, pay attention. There are liars and deceivers out there, and there are a lot of liars and deceivers, and they lie and deceive according to the, who the Holy Spirit is. They, they do not proclaim him to be deity or God, and they um, say things like he's just a power or that he is available to you as long as you follow the commandments, but if you don't follow the commandments, then the Holy Spirit can't be with you, and that's absurd. In Hebrews, it tells us in chapter 13 that the Holy Spirit will never forsake us. In, in the Great Commission that we talked about last week, is Jesus says, and I will be with you always. Well, that's how he is able to do that. We, we understand from Revelation 
chapter 3, he, he says to this church in Laodicea, speaking of the lukewarm church, those that, that don't have a real distinct character or heart or faith in God. And um, anyway, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and, and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant to him to sit with me on my throne. And so God <clears throat> tells us that he stands at the doorway and knocks. Um, and the reason that he knocks at that doorway, and that doorway is our hearts, is, is God is not going to barge his way into our lives, but he makes himself known because he speaks. And he says, if you hear me, well, how does God speak? Well, God speaks through the Holy Spirit of God. Um, and you say, well, I, don't, I can't even see the Holy Spirit of God. Um, and, and so how do I know that when I invite him in that he's going to come into my life? Well, that's, that's the promise that God says, that if you open the door, if you invite him into your life, that he will come in, um, and it says, and sup with you or eat with you um, is a more modern translation, but it means to have fellowship, continual fellowship, um, that it's, he doesn't go away. In John chapter 3, we learn about the fact that there is a earthly birth and a heavenly birth, and so we refer to it as being born again. Um, so Nicodemus comes in the night, and he says, I know that you've got to be from God based on the things that you're doing, and Jesus says to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? So he's thinking of it physically. He's not looking at it from a spiritual message. And Jesus answers and he says, pay close attention. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water, that's the physical birth, and of the Spirit, capital S, oh, so now we're speaking of a birth by the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless that happens, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. You can do all the things that you think that you're doing, following the commandments, doing this thing, doing that, and God will say, but I never knew you. You see, there's a personal dynamic to the Holy Spirit, but He is personally comes into our lives. Watch this. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So that which is born of the water is, is flesh, okay? And that which is born of the Spirit, capital S again, is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows and where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Again, capital S, speaking of the deity, this deity of the triune nature of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and that we are born by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Nicodemus it's, is so confused, and he doesn't understand this, and it's like, so he says, how can these things be? And of course, Jesus corrects him, and he says, you're the teacher of Israel? You're the teacher of the teachers, and you don't understand these things? He's saying, truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, or excuse me, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. <laughs> Excuse me, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one ascended 
into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. You see, when we put our faith in Christ, that's when that eternal life changes. The work of the Holy Spirit draws us to him. And then when we invite Jesus into our lives, as he knocks on the doorway of our hearts, and we open that door and we invite him into our lives, we become new creatures. Well, how do I know that? Well, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, verse 17. Second Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God. So we're speaking of the work of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The work, not works. So it's the heart of God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. That it's through what Christ did for us, he made us right with God and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so that we could tell others about what God has done for us. He's given me new life. He's set me free from the old, and now I'm new. And it says, what is this new reconciliation that is in Christ? God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So it gives man the message to share with other men. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Get right with God. How do we do that? It's the same thing that Moses... or. Jesus was trying to explain to Nicodemus, he's saying, just as the serpent was lifted up, so too will the Son of Man be lifted up. Well, Nicodemus would know that the one way in which the people would be, if you will, healed from the poisonous bite of the snakes that came into the camp was by looking up to that that snake that was on the pole, well, Jesus is making the reference. He says, don't you understand? Don't you get it? That this is what's going to happen is, is I am the one who you look to by faith and trust that I am able to change your life and to give you new life, to give you a heavenly birth by this, the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And so it says, we implore you on, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's my employment for you that says, oh, may you get right with God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that we, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We can't be righteous on our own, folks. There's only one way for us to become righteous, and that's through what Christ did on the cross. And when we recognize that and we invite Christ to come into our lives, we open up that door and say, won't you come in and cleanse me and make me whole? Give me new life. Oh, that's when that moment is when the Holy Spirit comes in and I have a heavenly birth and I am free from the judgment of sin. And I live then for a different purpose. And the purpose of my life is to live for Jesus. Amen. God bless you all. And thanks for joining me today.